Welcome to the Global Investor Podcast, a show that focuses on helping foreign investors enter the lucrative U.S. real estate market. Host Charles Carrillo combines decades of real estate investing experience with a professional background in international banking to interview experts in all areas of U.S. real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Charles Carrillo. Hi, Global Investors. Before we get started with today's episode, are you looking to finance your U.S. real estate investment as a foreign investor? Contact UniversalCommercialCapital.com. They do not require any credit history, employment, income verification, or permanent residency status. All you need to have is the minimum 35% down payment in a U.S. banking institution for two months. Rates start at 6% with a 30-year term. The whole approval process can be completed in 30 days. Call 888 888- 334-9039 or email them at info at universalcommercialcapital.com. Welcome to another episode of the Global Investors Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Crillo. Today we have Paul Chi. Paul is a syndicator and general partner in a thousand plus units specializing in out-of-state multifamily properties. He lives in Los Angeles and started in 2015 with a house in Kansas City, then purchased a 40-unit apartment building in Indianapolis and then a 61-unit property. In 2019, he was a general partner on 900 plus units, spread over five larger properties in Dallas, Atlanta, Jacksonville, Phoenix, and San Antonio. So thanks so much for being on the show. Great. Thank you, Charles. Happy to be here. So um, can you give us a little professional background on yourself prior to getting involved with real estate in 2015? Yeah, sure. So, you know, professionally wise, um, I've been in sales. I've been in sales for since like around 2010-ish. Um, previous career, I was actually in coaching. I was in athletics. And so totally separate, totally separate thing. Um, I was in that for a while, but then I got into sales, started doing pretty well with sales. We were working for a couple Fortune 100 type of companies, um, did fairly well. And then I started looking to what to do now that I'm starting to make some money and started to think like, you know, how am I going to invest this? And that's what kind of led me to real estate investing. You know, it wasn't right away or anything, but the, through a series of time, it kind of led to me through to uh, real estate investing. So how did you pick uh, real estate as your investment vehicle? You know, at first I didn't, right? At first it was mostly stocks and, you know, trying to yeah. figure out stocks and things like that. Just kind of the normal path, I think, that many people take. Um, I did read Robert Kiyosaki's uh, book. I'm sure that every, like everybody's <laughs> read, right? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Super inspirational totally wanted to do it. Um, I read that back in, I think, 2005-ish, somewhere around that time. So it, it had been a while since I'd read that book, but I just didn't feel like I could apply the same principles as the book. And I didn't really feel like there was any follow-up I could do after reading the book. I was really inspired, really wanted to do it, really was looking for a way to do what he was talking about. But living in Los Angeles, you know, thinking about trying to buy a house and rent it out. It, it was like, you know, minimum houses were are around $500,000. Oh, yeah. And you're talking, that's like a condo or, you know, you know, it depends on where you're, where in LA, but, and I'm, th- I was just thinking, how am I going to ever save up 20% down to do this? And, you know, I mean, that's going to be a long time before I'd be able, I'm able to do that, yeah. make that happen. So I just really didn't see a way of doing that back in, 2005, 2006, seven. And then uh, what brought me to real estate was that I started listening to a few podcasts and I started really realizing that people can do this outside of their local area. So you don't have to live in Los Angeles and buy in Los Angeles. You can live in Los Angeles and buy somewhere else. And that just blew me away. I was like, no way you can do that. And 
you know, as I've gotten more into it, you realize that nowadays it's as easy as it's ever going to be, right? I mean, it's only going to get easier, right? The technology is going to improve. Everything's just improving constantly. You know, it, it was a lot harder 30 years ago, um, but now it's a lot easier. It's just going to get easier and easier. So well, that just that just really opened my eyes to the possibilities of investing outside of California in general. Yeah. So. Yeah, that was going to be my second thing because most, my second question, because most people are dead set on the area that they live in, which is obviously the best place if you can do it there, but mm -hmm. it's really thinking outside the box if you're going to, I mean, you're going a thousand plus miles away from where you live uh, mm -hmm. to, to invest. But um, so what, tell us about your first couple of real estate investments. You started with single family and then you quickly escalated into multifamily, larger multifamily. Yes. So first was a single family house that I bought in 2015, uh, at the end of 2015, a single family house in Kansas city. So again, living in Los Angeles, buying in Kansas city really was a, a you know, turnkey type of property, right? I bought it through a turnkey, turnkey provider. Um, but I, I actually did really well on it. And it was one of those things though. I realized really quickly, it was just not scalable. The way I did it, it was just happened to be, I got really lucky or, I happened to do good research on maybe a little combination of both, but it was not something that was going to be able to be repeated as often as I would have liked to. Right. You know, I was thinking I wanted to repeat this a couple times a year or maybe a minimum twice a year. And I was just, uh, after I did it, I thought I can't, this is, I either got really lucky or I just, I, I just did some really good research, but hmm. it's not uh, something that was repeatable for me the way I was doing it. So um, quickly after that, I just thought, you know, if I'm going to scale, I'd heard a lot about doing multifamily and picking up more units and thought, you know, this is probably the way I'm going to do it. So about a year later, which is the very beginning of January 17, uh, bought my first property, which was a 40 unit building in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first involvement with uh, multifamily. And since then, um, yeah, I mean, we'll continue on in, in that I guess in that fashion. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was the focus? The focus point on larger properties was a scalability factor. That was the main thing. Yes, it was the scalability. Um, and you know, quickly I was realizing that I was going to have to partners very, very soon because I was going to run out of money. You know, mm -hmm. I just was going to run out of money and I, I couldn't really wait to have, you know, to build up enough money through my job to buy another house, to just continue that process was just going to be too slow to do more than once a year, you know, buy a house, save up enough money, right. buy another house, save up enough of their money. That was just going to take way too long. I was just like, this is gonna, not going to, it's not going to be the way that I want to do it. Um, I'd like to go a lot faster than that. So I realized I was going to have to buy bigger properties, but then I also realized I was going to have to get other people involved because yeah. I was just going to run out of money. I, you know, yeah. you run out of money and you run out of resources too. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, where, how are you able to, so you went from 40, 60 units in, you know, two years there. And then in 2019, I mean, you put up nearly a thousand units. Um, can you explain a little bit how you were able to grow your business, what you got set and 18, 2018 that made it available or possible for you to grow it so big last year? Yeah. And, and I'll just rewind a little bit. So just to kind of go through the, through the journey of how I did it and everything. But after January, 2017 was my first 40 unit Indianapolis. And the next year, it took me a year to buy another property because I had to get it stabilized. So, you know, it's my first multifamily stabilized working with property managers, you know, all, all the different things about 
and I was doing it all on my own and um, this was, wasn't easy, you know, just kind of learning it all on your own, doing it all on your own. Um, just, yeah, wasn't, wasn't very easy at all and didn't have anybody around really that could, that could help me. So then it took me about a year and I, I got uh, another 61 unit deal under contract, but I, at that point, I had a few friends and a few family members that were saying, hey, Powell, we'd like to support you. We'd like to get in on your next deal. We like what you're doing. So um, let's move forward, you know, try to get on. So they partnered with me and on my next 61 unit deal. So that was exactly a year later, January of 2018. And again, I was doing primarily the stuff, most of it on my own, right? I found the deal, analyzed the deal, um, got the groups together, got everybody together, raised the capital and was running most of the deal, most of it by myself, but you know, all the partners are involved, but you know, for the most part, I was the point person. Um, and after that second one, so January, 2018, I realized quickly that I was running out of time. I could, I was, I was thinking, how, how are we looking at other people? And I'm thinking, how are they able to do so many deals in a year? I it takes me a year to do another deal. And I don't know how I can speed this up, especially the pace that I'm going at. So really I uh, started to look quickly after that into getting into syndications and with syndications, I wasn't going to be the main person doing everything. I wasn't going to be the main person finding the deal, analyzing the deal, doing all the due diligence, raising the capital, then doing the operations afterwards and then trying to, you know, trying to do all that. So really I started to partner with people who were syndicators who, who could, I could fit in on a certain role and, and be, have, bring my strength to the table at that point. And at this point also, my network had become much stronger. So mm-hmm. in, when I was, when I had my 40 unit, my 61 unit, my network wasn't very strong at that point. It was, like I said, friends and family that knew what I was doing, but I didn't have much in terms of outside people that I, that I knew that were doing what I was doing. And so by that time, my network had grown a lot stronger. And now I knew a lot more people that were doing what I was doing, a lot more people that were interested in doing what I was doing, not more people that could help me. And all of that was um, kind of culminated and allowed me to get into about 900, you know, a little over 900 units in just one year in 2019 and get involved in five different syndications, um, certainly partnering with other people. So it's not just, again, it's not just me as the one person that's running the whole thing. I am partnered with several different people on those. And, uh, and then I can bring in what is really my strength to the, to the table. So. Okay. Awesome. Now you still have a day job and you're an out of state investor. So there's a lot of hurdles that you have to jump to keep everything moving. What, what systems do you have in place with your teams now to keep everything, to keep everything running? I mean, talking to property managers, vetting new deals, doing asset management, actually walking the properties after you've purchased them. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we slowly build these systems in place. I mean, honestly, the very first thing was that I, I've uh, got a partner. So one business partner, him and I run almost everything that we do through, through each other. And our skills are, are very complementary skills. And we found that we were both, uh, well, actually like how we met was we were actually competitors. We were both bidding on properties in Indianapolis that were around that say 40 to 60 unit size. And then we started 
he started sending me the deals. Like he sent me the deal with his underwriting. And I was like, wow, this guy's pretty open. He's just sending me, like, he's telling me where he's going to, he's where he's going to bid and how much he's going to bid on it. I mean, I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, and then so I was, you know, I tried to be respectful and tell him, okay, well, you know, I won't bid on that one just at the same price that you are. I won't put in <laughs> $5,000 more than you do or whatever, you know, something like that. Um, but then we just started to do that back and forth. I said, Hey, do you know about this property? And, Maybe you want to bid on two. I said, you can go ahead, you know, and then I show my underwriting. And then we just started sharing our underwriting a lot to each other and realizing that we were very close. We were, you know, talking all the time and, and we just decided, Hey, let's, let's, let's start working together. And then at this point we started to figure out what are our skills, right. And, mm-hmm. and his skills were a little bit more on the underwriting side. So his, his focus was on the underwriting side. My side was really on the, the network side, you know, mm-hmm. the capital side and network and also the broker side and things like that. So, so we started to focus on what our strengths were and that really that, I mean, that's just that simple thing allows you to just move a lot faster, right? Because mm-hmm. he's a lot better at underwriting than I am. So I don't need to, you know, he might do three or four, you know, deals and underwrite them. And I, I do, I do one. And then, you know, by the time I, I finished that one, he's already like moved on to a couple of ones. So why am I holding the, the company back by doing the underwriting and then giving it to him and then figuring it out and that kind of thing. So it's like, no, let him do the underwriting. Let, let me, let me work on the network side of it. Let me, let me look on the sort of the big picture of where we're going. And so that's, that's really helped. I mean, that right there. And then you just build in some small systems to be in place, like, um, you know, communication channels. We use Slack, yeah. you know, we use Slack a lot and we use Asana as well as mm-hmm. I've asked him what types of specific systems. Those are the two systems that we use a lot, you know, just like project based would be Asana and then uh, Slack is our communication channel. And um, those, you know, those have been great, great tools for us. Do you guys, uh, do you do when you're doing asset management, when you're dealing, are you the one that usually speaks to the property manager? I know probably weekly or is it, it's deal dependent? Yeah, so it is deal dependent and it depends on which, um, you know, I guess it, it depends on which deal, right? So it is yeah. deal dependent. Um, and there will be times where, yes, on, on some of the properties that I have where I'm, I'm talking with them. Yeah, I mean, it could be formally, we have a call every two weeks, um, mm-hmm. but we talk to each other probably every week because there's things that go yeah. back and forth, emails and phone calls and text messages and things like that that are so going back. And yeah, and it could be all kind of different, um, but yeah, each deal is a little deal dependent. So, I mean, we've met through different networking, networking conferences and stuff like this, and um, you speak to a lot of new investors. And I always like to speak to more seasoned investors and see exactly what mistakes they think or they see other investors making, whether it's dependent on the, where we are in the market cycle or is it just factors that aren't dependent on the market cycle? Mm-hmm. What do you commonly see? Um, I think that um, what I've seen recently in a lot of, in a lot of people is, is a lot of paralysis analysis with young, uh, with newer investors, right? There is a lot of questions with everything. So questions about like, Hey, what's the market cycle like, or should you invest at this time? There's, um, am I doing my under, you know, it, is this underwriting, right? Is, is this market good? You know, what's the difference between Houston and Phoenix and, you know, why would, why wouldn't you invest in Atlanta? And a lot of these questions that, I mean, truthfully, like there, 
they're all, you know, there's many good markets. And if you kind of choose three of them, you can, you can move forward with them. You don't, you don't have to figure out, okay, well, is Nashville really better than Atlanta? I mean, I mean, really, if, unless you're living there to me, when you're not living there, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much. You know I mean? They're probably the same flights away. So it doesn't really matter. Um, but a lot of people get really bogged down into like these details of things like that. And I'm, and I just saying like, you don't have to worry about it. I mean, go get a, you gotta, you gotta talk to a broker first. <laughs> like you gotta talk to people and get some of these deals and, and look at them and analyze them before you start worrying about whether or not, I don't know, whether or not uh, San Antonio might be better than yeah. Kansas city or something like that. Um, so I, I see a lot of uh, analysis paralysis where I think people should actually just move on and just like start to get things going um, because the, the action is really what generates a lot of uh, momentum. You know, it really generates a lot of momentum with other people and they see you doing stuff. They want to, they want to be part of what you're doing when you're doing more stuff. It, it just allows you to just like pile on more and more and just like get that yeah. snowball going. And you can really kind of just uh, harness that sort of energy. But if you just stay stuck, yeah. your energy is not moving forward. And it's just a lot of back and forth talk, you know, in one ear, out the other one, like and that kind of thing, just, you're not really going anywhere and you're not really, you know, really making any momentum happen. I really believe that action is more important um, really than sort of the, sort of the, you know, I don't know, to be the, then worrying about the, worrying about everything aside. Yeah. I mean, there's so many good markets out there now. And uh, the main thing we look for is usually job growth when we're looking through for markets and we're mainly specific in the whole Southeast <clears throat> uh, Florida mainly, but it's, you know, there's job growth going in these areas and you, you, you make sure that there's, there's population growth, you know, there's things you look at and then you have to pull the trigger on what you're doing, but you're, you're right on the more active you are. Uh, it pulls more people to you. It's more, uh, you're like a magnet because now people want to send you deals. People want to partner with you. People are asking, how can we work together? You know what I mean? So, which I imagine you're getting a lot of when you do different networking events. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, 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 uh, it's, uh, that snowball has, has moved, uh, is, is moving pretty well for me. So I'm pretty lucky in that fashion. Nice. Nice. I want to uh, go to switch gears a little bit. And um, you started a, a, a local meetups around the United States and I guess internationally. Uh, so you guys have over 50 meetups and um, I run the one with one of my partners uh, in Tampa and uh, give us a little bit about multifamily masters and how you guys are doing that and how it's sure. Sure. So, you know, um, when I had my first 40 unit apartment building, which was, like I said, January, 2017, um, at that time I mentioned a little bit that I was doing this all by myself. Right. And I didn't, you know, I, I had gone through programs and I'd learned in programs, kind of learned in podcasts and books and, you know, forums and things, but I was doing it all by myself. And I was realizing that I, I don't like being the lone wolf out here, just doing this all by myself. Like there's other people doing this, but I'm not interacting with them all. I'm just sitting in front of a computer all the time. And that wasn't, that wasn't really that fun for me. It's just, I didn't like that. Right. Just nobody to talk to about, Hey, you know, what about this? Or have you thought about this? Or what would you do in this situation? I'm having this problem. What would you do? Or what have you done before? And I had none of that. I had no network really at all. Well, I, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very small network. I'd say it was just for friends and family. And then so about December, I think of 2017, around that time, um, I thought about, you know, maybe 
I had gone to other meetups by this point. I'd gone to other local meetups and, and they had focused a lot on, you know, real estate investing in general. So it was about, Hey, you know, here's wholesaling and flipping and, uh, you know, just a lot of different things like that, private lending, anything like that. And then there was one that was local that was on multifamily, but it was all multifamily in California. So it was about buying like a two unit or three unit or maybe a six unit in, in LA. Right. And to me at this point, I was like, this is not what I want. I want to, I want a network of people who want to invest outside of California, but also want to focus on multifamily. So I started my own out of state multifamily investing, uh, you know, meetup group. And it, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of nerve wracking at first. Cause I, I just said, I was kind of inspired and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I just, a week later I said, I'm going to do it here. And I just did it in the, in the hotel lobby of uh, just a hotel. I didn't really tell them that I was going to meet there. I just said, let's, let's have people, let's just go meet there. And um, so there was about eight of us, eight people showed up and uh, I was like, okay, cool. You know, I was, I was happy. I was real nervous in the beginning. I was like, who's going to show up to this? I hope that somebody shows up. And um, you know, we just all talked about real estate and what we were doing and, and uh, everybody seemed really positive after it. And I thought, oh, wow, I'm going to continue to do this. Let's, let's continue and make this, uh, let's see if we can get this to grow. So the next time I had it, it was about 20 people and that, that, quickly sort of outgrew that lobby area because they basically kicked me out after that time. They said, you can't come here anymore if you guys aren't going to eat anything or pay for any food. <laughs> uh, so I had to start looking for places, found, found a couple of places, restaurants and things like that, that, that would uh, be able to, we'd be able to meet at. And so that group started growing, started growing and um, gained some momentum here in LA. Within six months, I, I opened up two more chapters in LA so wow. with some partners of mine. So six months, we had three chapters total. Um, Long Beach chapter, my chapter is in the South Bay in Los Angeles, and then another in West LA. And then we were running that for, for a while, pretty, pretty well. We were feeling pretty good about where we're at and feeling like we we're growing pretty well. And then about a year later, we decided to add more chapters because at this point, a lot of people had been asking us to open up some chapters and so we, we were saying yes, and then we're figuring out how to grow. And we actually opened up, I think at that time it was eight, eight total chapters in LA. Wow. And so we opened up several, you know, um, a bunch of them that all opened up at that same time. And we had about wow. eight chapters running. And we were there for a little while, but then we quickly started to grow to 15 to like, you know, then it started to be 30. So in that year that we grew from three to, to eight, that was in say, that was in May of 2019. And then by say September of 2019, we had already had about close to 30. And by the end of 2019, yeah, we were, we were really hovering at about that 50 right then. Wow. I didn't know you had eight in LA. That's uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of meetups there. I thought you had five, which is a lot as well, but I mean, eight is how many, what's your turnout at those events? You know, they can, um, they're anywhere from, they're anywhere from, I would say 25 to some of them are in the 60 to 70 range. Wow. Yeah. So that's, very, that's good. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to figure LA at, at six o'clock, you know, people who are driving are, you know, they don't want to, you see the traffic out there. They're like, I'm not driving all, I'm not driving 30 miles to sit in two hours of traffic to get to this place at six o'clock. I'll go to the one that's close to me. Yeah. And so we've, um, you know, we opened up about eight, eight of them and nice. it's just LA. And that's not including some of the other counties and everything. There's, you know, Orange County that's right next to us. And there's, you know, um, some other counties that are, that are right by that are, we're opening up chapters there too. So nice. Yeah. So you guys have 50 plus, I know I went to your one in Hong Kong, your first one that you had there uh, yeah. a couple months back. So that was, awesome. I mean, we're super happy okay. about that. Right. We got international chapters going as well. Right. So Hong Kong, you were there at our very first one with our very first international uh, meetup. So, I mean, that's just a, uh, that was huge for us to to say that like hey we're we're international now our, our second one is in dubai um oh, okay uh, sorry abu dhabi yeah. not not dubai yeah. abu dhabi um and then we have you know interest again from uh israel it looks like as well mm-hmm. that we have interest from israel and we have interest from um uh, let's see i think singapore yeah or malaysia malaysia so yeah. i don't know i mean that's that's great you know we we're, we're excited about that that's that's uh a good place with money going. so it's a good place to find <laughs> people to partner with so that's awesome i mean really that's what this was about right this is why i created it was really to say hey like there's when you're doing this all by yourself it, it's not all that fun and, you know if you're just sitting behind a computer or i don't know for me it's not all that fun but when you're actually in a group with people and you're, you're, you're in a group and you're talking about real estate and what people are doing and you get inspired to hear, wow, this guy just started and he's already going and he's already got this. And, and this girl, you know, she already, she put a, she got this under contract and she's only started real estate investing like, like three months ago and she's already got something under contract and these people are doing this and you get really excited to hear all that. And then this whole network is really just allows people to connect from anywhere. So you could be in LA and then, the chapters that are going on in Tampa, maybe some people over there have a deal then, and the people in LA, you know, they might have connections to people in Tampa. And now they decide, Hey, yeah, I'd actually like to invest in Tampa. I have friends there. I have family there. I grew up yeah. there. So I'd be more comfortable actually investing there. And now we have connections all over. So people over, mm-hmm. all over the world can potentially, you know, get involved in that too. They say, well, you know, I like, you know, nice. I like Texas or I like, uh, you know, I like uh, Baltimore or anywhere that we have. So. Think yeah, it's great. It's, every masters. every networking yeah every every multifamily masters i've gone to uh i meet uh very interesting people great contacts that i keep in contact with it's awesome so yeah absolutely it's yeah, great so um how can people learn more about your business and um if they want to talk, reach out to you about a meetup if they want to do one in their local area or something like this yeah sure I mean, the best place to go uh, for our meetups is go to multifamily masters when that's with the s.com so if you go to multifamily masters, you can see in there where our locations are currently, as well as getting in contact with us. And you can see a little bit of our background of, of several of the people who are in the leadership and you can always write to us. Um, another great place is our Facebook group. So if you go to multifamily masters and then you put .com after it, and you look for that specific Facebook group, um, that one will lead you to our, to our Facebook group. And there uh, you can just apply to get in. And, um, and start posting from there. There's, um, and all of our chapter leaders are in there and people post what, um, when they have their meetings as well as posting other content about things that are coming up in real estate and all the, all of the chapter leaders are there to, to respond as well and, and connect people. And that's, that's really what it's all about for us. Okay. Awesome. And you guys also have a virtual meetup too, uh, that you do mm-hmm. once a month. For yeah, we're doing that's a member. 
Yeah, and we just started that. So we just started it last month was our first one. So mm-hmm. um, so January of 2020 was our very first one of doing a virtual meetup. And we wanted to test the waters. So we were, you know, we, were, we, did, it on, we did it online. We thought, hmm, I don't know how many people are going to show up to this. We don't know, you know, what time zone, all, all those kind of different things that we're thinking about, right? We're probably overthinking it, really. And thinking about what, you know, what kind of topics are we going to bring up? Who's going to speak? Or we're going to have a host? Or we're going to, what are, you know, all these kind of questions. And, um, but it turned out great. It actually turned out uh, great. So we had a maximum capacity of 100 people. And oh, I think we had over 200 something registrants. But the, we hit capacity within the very first few minutes of getting on there. So we're, um, we didn't know if we would hit capacity. We didn't know what type of response that people would, you know, that they would register and actually show up or not. But we got on, uh, the three of us, the three in the leadership got on about an hour early just to test the systems and, and to just go over our agenda and things like that. And there was already like, there was already like six people on. And then by the time we were done, there was probably like, there was probably like 10 people on and it was 45 minutes before we even started. And so we were like, Oh, these, these 10 <laughs> people, they're, 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 they're go-getters. They really want to, they really want to get on early and make sure they had a spot. So, um, so it was great. So we do, we're uh, planning to do that, continue to do that. We may even decide to grow it because the response was so great that maybe we'll decide to do this more often than once a month. But the plan is to do it once a month, at least uh, throughout this, the rest of the year, maybe by the time this comes out or so, maybe we'll decide to actually uh, increase that amount. So, yeah, no, it's, it's a great, it's a great way of learning. And obviously it's, all of this is all free. So it's a great resource if you are an experienced investor or if you want to invest, start investing into multifamily and, um, about your your business as well for and I'll put all the links to it your your investment company yeah you know it's you know it's funny and I tell this I kind of tell this story and I've and I've done this a little bit just to just to kind of make a point but when I first started you know I always you hear about hey you know create your company create your logo create your your brand and everything get out there and I didn't do that really that much so I I didn't have a website until I had a hundred units already purchased. So, you know, I was talking to brokers without a website. I was just using my personal Gmail, right? No website, no brand, no logo, no nothing, right? Still able to get a hundred units under my belt at that point. And then I decided, okay, well, I got a hundred units. I might as well, I might as well put up my, uh, my website, right? So I did put it up, had it up for six, eight months or something like that got a cease and desist letter from a lawyer who said you're infringing on our, on our, uh, our, uh, trade customers. Yeah. Trademark or things like that. And I said, oh, that's fine. I mean, I'll let it go. So I just kind of just shut down the website and, um, and I haven't put it up since. And that's one of okay. those things that I'm like, yeah, I mean, I should, I should put up, I should put up this and put up that. But truthfully, I don't know. At this point I, I will eventually, but it's really low on the, on the totem pole of things to do yeah. right now. But yeah. so people can reach out to me, honestly, just reach out to me on my, on my, on my personal email, which is powell.chi. So okay. it's my first name, dot my last name at gmail.com. And happy okay. to reach out to me there. Yeah. I'll put that into the notes section. Um, I'll put that in the notes for the podcast and YouTube video. So yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a great time talking with you, Charles. Yeah. I hope to see you soon and have a great rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you. Hi guys, this is Charles from the Global Investors Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you're interested in investing in real estate 
and you don't know where to begin, set up a free 15-minute strategy call with me at ScheduleCharles.com. That's ScheduleCharles.com. Thank you for listening to the Global Investor Podcast. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to get new weekly episodes. For more resources and to receive our newsletter, please visit globalinvestorpodcast.com. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Harborside Partners Incorporated exclusively.